Dave, Liam, how are you? I'm all right. Yeah. Welcome to 2024. Yeah, we started in 2023. We did, yeah. So it's coming up to a year, isn't it? Yes, we started in December, but we didn't put all our episodes out until February, March, was it? Yeah, I think it was March. Because we put the whole box set one out as one, like a Netflix box set all in one, didn't we? Yeah, but we just st- think about the date of our first recording. We'll have to go back and look. But I think it might have been late November, you know. Mm, I think it was, because we had like, yeah. a break over Christmas and then we started putting everything out yeah, then, didn't yeah. we? So anyway, guys, welcome to this bonus episode. And although we're in 2024, it is a review of our favourite things from 2023. What we've asked is just both of us come up with a list of five TV shows or movies that we loved the most last year. Also, just to let you know, bit of a new setup at the moment, aren't we? Well, for one, we're sitting on different sides of the of of the studio. We've gone the opposite. We've done the Ant and Deck thing wrong, haven't we? We have we're on the wrong. No one's yeah. going to know who we are. We're on the no, box. it doesn't matter on podcast. Does it? <laughs> Dave, which one's Dave and which one's Liam? We don't know. Normally, we, normally you're on my left left headset and I'm in the right. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're in stereo. So basically, what we've done is I've treated myself recently to a set of wireless microphones. So we're not. Hend in on the desk. Get up and have a little wander. Yeah, we could toilet and listen to the whole thing. (laughs) (laughs) Just keep talking as we're doing it. So anyway, Dave, what was your (laughs) favourite? So anyway, let's get cracking. So what we're going to do first is we've asked each of us to come up with a list of our five favourite films or TV shows. But before we get through our list of five, give us a couple of honourables, Dave. Let's go through that first. It was tough to pin down five. Oh, it was a good year. It It was was a good year, yeah. Um... Honourables then, one we seen together. Well, a few we seen together, to be honest. Air. It's on my list of honourables yeah, as well. So I absolutely loved it. So that's the story about the, the making of the Michael Jordan. Can we just point air. out that's not an air? That's it. Air. A I R. We have a joke because <laughs> obviously when we, I think it's a scouts thing. We put an air and air in between a lot of things mm. and. Obviously, when I edit the podcast, there's a lot of airs edited out. So keep this air in. Keep this air in, yeah. Yep. Otherwise, it'd be just, what about that? Anyway, so... <laughs> <laughs> so I loved it. I thought it was one of the best films, one of the best films I saw, yeah. It was quite early on in the year as well, wasn't it? I think it was one of the first ones we saw. I think so, yeah. We went to, we went to Fact, didn't we? And we watched it. Obviously, Jason Bateman, Ben Affleck, they're great in it, aren't they? Uh, Matt Damon. Matt Damon. Yeah, yeah, loved it, yeah. Who was Jordan's mum, Violet Davis, was it? Was, yeah. She was brilliant. But you know what absolutely blew me out? The park, with the, the soundtrack. Oh, it was an 80s soundtrack, oh, wasn't it? It was a fantastic soundtrack. I've got a film with a really good soundtrack, you just reminded me, actually. Is it on your list? It's on my list, yeah. All right, then, well, what's your next honourable? Next one, the one we seen together, Dungeons & Dragons. We did, yes. Honour Among Thieves. It was, yeah. yeah. Um, I think anything with Chris Pye. I think... We'll tend to like him. <laughs> yeah. He's pretty good in everything. The only reason it didn't make my list, because, remember we came out, once we actually had a little chat about it, Hugh Grant was completely wasted in it. Because if you actually think, it was one of them weird parts that it didn't matter whether he was in the film or not. He didn't actually have, although it was weird because you think he was the bad guy, if you actually break the film down, he didn't really have any impact. He wasn't even the, the real baddie, if you remember. Spoilers. No, he was sort of being controlled, wasn't yeah. he? Yeah. Well, not being controlled, but he was, sorry, he was pandering to the, yeah. the real bad guy, yeah. wasn't he? But it was a bit of a strange one. I just think 
Huguenot was just wasted a little bit, underused. But it was worth it just for the scene where you're seeing the cartoon version of the Dungeon Dragons. La, you and me literally looked at each other and were like... <gasps> I love that. I want to film with just them now. Yes, definitely, definitely. So film with a really good soundtrack. I don't know if you've watched this. Tetris. I didn't. I haven't seen it yet, now. Yeah, it's Aaron Egerton. It's on Apple TV. Um, that's based in the 80s, so that's got, like, loads of 80s tunes. It's got a really good soundtrack. Do you remember, right, when we were growing up, once the 80s had finished, so probably around the 90s and that, so 80s music, 80s got a really bad rep. It was, like, really terrible. But I think 80s music's really matured well. Yeah, Rick Astley's, like, bigger. Yeah. Probably bigger now yeah. than, than he was then. But it just, a lot of... We felt music was a bit cheesy, but actually now a lot of music really stands up from the 80s really well. Oh, well, you're seeing it with the Air soundtrack and yeah. the Tetris one, because I'd listen to them soundtracks over definitely. probably any of the new ones, to yeah, be honest. Yeah, definitely. Right, a couple of honourables then. I won food, and before we get to the top five, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem. So my Have you got that as well? As well? Yeah, yeah, really brilliant. enjoyed that. I love the animation in it. There's... And then you mentioned as well, though, Picking films that we'd watched in 2023, yes. even if they didn't necessarily come yeah, out yeah, in yeah. 2023. So on Batman Day, we went to see the 1989 Batman. We did, yeah. So last year we saw Batman for the first time on the cinema for me since yes. 1989. It was good, except when I nearly fell asleep in it. Did you? Yeah. <laughs> It was, I was really... Because it was, was so dark, such yeah, a dark movie, yeah, is that yeah, what it was? No, it just, I just remember at one point I was really struggling to keep my eyes open. I had to be like, oh, come on, oh. <laughs> I'd be been drinking. Because <laughs> no, we, we had the footy We before. went to watch the match, no, we weren't drinking, no. No, we were well behaved. I think it was the, the, the three pint of lime and soda just kicked in. <laughs> <laughs> Predator 2. Oh, no, I've not seen that yet either. I haven't seen that for a long time. So it came out in 1990, and I think... Just with doing Predator, the podcast, yeah. and then with Prey coming out, I just for some reason was flicking through Disney and seeing Predator 2 was on. I thought, do you know what? I'm going to watch it. Gary Busey was in the Leaf of Weapon yes. podcast. And do you know what? It's so much better than what I remember. Really? Yeah, I really enjoyed it. It's, it's super violent. Yeah. But it's great. Danny Glover is brilliant in it as well. Again, another Leaf of yeah. Weapon one. So that was just one. I thought, I'm going to throw that on the list because I think it needs more mention and I think people should give it a visit. Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. It's on my list as well, me honourables. The only problem is the next one's delayed again, isn't it? Well, I'll be honest with you, that's why it made me list of honourables because it, it literally just went to be continued. Mm-hmm. It wasn't <laughs> it, it wasn't even a cliffhanger. It was just like it was almost like cut mid-scene. What was it? I thought it was a cliffhanger. I'm trying to remember exactly, but I just, I just remember it was like almost like... Oh. I'm, I'm going to spoil it. He gets into the universe, doesn't he? And he's not the Spider-Man, he's the... The Prowler. Yes. It? Yeah. That's right, yeah. And then it goes off. But the problem is, at least when you went to see Lord of the Rings and it said to be continued, you knew it was coming out the following December. Because yeah, yeah. they'd all been filmed, hadn't they, with this because of the writer's strike and the actor's mm. strike and everything. Yeah. I think it's pushed back to like 2025. It, we're really going to feel the impact next year because like obviously we were talking the other day, there's no Marvel films Apart from Deadpool three, yeah, which is not real MCU. It's sort of the first moment. Off, yeah, it won't wait. feel like an MCU one because no. they'll have a lot of Fox characters. Yeah, allegedly. Yeah, definitely. So, speaking of Marvel films, though, okay. Guardians three came out last it year. Did, yeah. Finished that trilogy, didn't it? And then another Chris Pratt film was on my list. I put this on my list purely because of all the backlash around the time when when it was announced that Chris Pratt was going to be. 
in Super Mario Brothers. Yes, it, it was it was hardcore. Like yeah, the hate that came out, and then you had the people going, "I'm not gonna watch this because it's not the original guy from the the games and everything." And Charlie Day was Luigi. Yeah, and then it made like a billion. Pounds. Yeah, I think I'm sure it was the biggest <laughs> film of the year. Yeah, I'm pretty. I think sure. Barbie came along and knocked it off the yes. top. but it made a billion. Yeah, so it was massive. Yeah, I just love the fact that it was like this whole. Online abuse and people going, I'm not going to watch it. And then once people went, well, it's a really good film. <laughs> we've seen that to the negative impact on the Marvels because mm. the hate. For, and I, yeah, is it one of the best Marvel films? No, it's not. It's certainly one of the best in the last three or four years. I really enjoyed it. Mm. I think the cast are amazing. I'm looking forward to seeing where all those characters go. So I'm... I, I was on an arm whether to put it on my honourables list, but I'm going to mention it. It's on my list now. I'm going to chuck it in. What about any more honourables? So I've got some TV shows then. So there's some movies. TVs, I'll, I'll just I'll run through quickly because I really want to talk about our five and get to yours as well. So I have put The Bear Season 2 on. Okay. Purely, though, for Episode 6, Fishes, which is the... Well, I'm going to hold you right there. You, you might got that. come back to that later. Come back to that one. Uh, we got Doctor Who back. Yeah, you're a big Doctor I say Who back, fan. but we had a bit... No, we obviously a had a new, a we new got David, Doctor Who. We got David Tennant back, and then we got a new Doctor Who. Must be like a wet dream for a Doctor Who fan this year. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know yeah, I mean? when, when she changed into David Tennant, nobody knew that was coming. And I think we spoke about this before. Yeah. And even David Tennant... I even seen like a tweet from Sony worked on uh, Good Omens with him saying... I asked him what he was doing after Good Omens and he said like he had no plans and they're like he was clearly lying then wasn't he because yeah. he was going straight into Doctor Who. He's done quite a lot of voice work recently David Tennant as well because he's done I, I mean he was in Final Space which wasn't recently but he does do a voice yeah, in that. Yeah that's he, right. He's everywhere he's, he's on all the adverts and yeah. everything isn't he but Shooty Gatwell is the new Doctor Who and he's absolutely brilliant. Is he? Yeah the Christmas episode was a really good episode but him especially you can tell like there's going to be some good things with him. Poker Face. I've not seen this yet, but the cast is brilliant. It's the yeah. girl who's in Orange is the New Black. It's Natasha Leone. Yes. Yeah, it's a 10 part a mystery. Um, each week, each each week, each episode is a different story. Simon Helberg from Big Bang Theory is in it. He is. Yeah. yeah. He is, yeah. It's from the guy that directed The Last Jedi, which I absolutely don't want to talk <laughs> yeah you have a will i like the last jedi for the re the exact reasons you don't like it the reasons yeah. i like but anyway we'll i feel a little bit sick in my mouth when i see him say um he also did glass onion films as well didn't he, he did yeah which are both brilliant so it, it's a really good it's yeah it's 10 different stories 10 different kind of murders and she's the link between all not, okay. not the murderers she's like it's like it's basically colombo and even the the credits the titles are exactly the same as Columbo's titles really? yeah it's the same font and everything oh excellent The Last of Us I've got that as well Pedro Pascal oh, my, oh, my Bella Ramsey and then I've got a stand up one interesting it's John Mulaney's Baby J it's on Netflix and I think mm. it's one of the funniest stand ups I've seen and one of the most is he American honest. yeah he's an American he worked on Saturday Night Live I don't think he's that big over here. I don't think I'm we sure. really know him. He's in the bear though. He's in that episode, Fishers. He's the he's got like big glasses on it. You would probably recognise him, but he's I think he's married to like the cousin in it. I think I know who you you'll mean. know what yeah. he looks like. Yeah. He's in that yeah. episode. Um so he, he obviously does acting as well, but his stand up show 
talks about like his substance abuse and drink and the, the lengths he went to to like try and get drugs and the things he was he just it's just really honest but he does it in it's such funny a funny way well. it, it was one of the it was one of the best things i watched last year so honorable mentions for you you pretty much nailed most of them if i'm totally honest because <laughs> we, we see everything together we do it's it's and i'm pretty sure two on my list you're gonna the only two you haven't mentioned and i'm gonna guess the reason you haven't mentioned them is because they may come into your top five mm. is succession and ted lasso no, so Ooh. I nearly didn't put the bear on either. I'd sort of give myself my own set of rules. Okay. Which was not on reoccurring and no sequels. Okay. So my top five are not anything that uh, you know has been on before. They've been. I couldn't not put succession on it mm. as as me honourable. Like, and I think that's why it's turned up in me honourable, really, because I just think. Kieran Culkin in that last series was outstanding. He just won the Golden Globe. He did. The episode where he broke down in the funeral, it just... I I don't know, because it might have been like the fact I lost my dad and myself last year. I just... It was... Because he was so confident, ready to speak and that, and then he got up there and the words just couldn't Mm. come out. And the... It was one of the few really tender moments between like his brothers and sisters where they all just pulled, they, they were just there together. I just think it was an amazing finale. I loved the way they bumped bumped them off early in the series as well. That was a shock, wasn't it? it we didn't see that coming. I just think it made the series mm. so well to see the after. So it could not have succession on there. Ted Lasso is on there because it's so good but I didn't think it was the best series of Ted Lasso the, there's scenes and I think there's episodes within the series that was good it was, as anything yeah it but was overall, satisfying yeah as an ending but I, it, it wasn't the best series I think it felt rushed a little bit I felt yeah. like the Nate storyline was quite rushed I knew I to be honest I, I knew you would put Ted Lasso in succession on because we've spoke about it numerous times but yeah the third I, I, I still enjoyed the third series but it's not quite as good as one and two yeah and I do think the neat storyline could have went a little bit but further I felt happy the end of it really did oh I enjoyed the last yeah. episode yeah I, I, I just no, I, I didn't no have any issues with it at all whether there'll be uh, whether there'll be a few spin-offs I feel like it's it's wildly open I think Roy Kent has got so much more to give yeah that, as a that character scene of, of Nate's Roy and Coach, Coach Beard standing yeah. together, looking at the tactics board, just sets up a yeah. whole new series, doesn't it? Yeah, it would be interesting. Right then, so we're going to move into our top five choices of 2023. So shall we do one each and go, go from there? We're not going to do these in order, are we? No, it's, well, what we're going to do is we're going to just... We'll do one each and we're just going to pick our favourite five. Okay. But, but what we've done is a little spin at the end is we've not told each other, but we picked our favourite of the five and we're going to do a little scoring battle off at the end. <laughs> it's the same scoring rules as our Rob Reiner battle royale. Okay. So, okay then Dave, so let's get going. What's your number one choice? Not in any order. I'm just going to pick one of my five and tell okay. you which one then. So in no particular order, let's go with... Let's go with the creator. Interesting. So that was probably one of the 
best films I've seen last year. Yeah, it was directed by Gareth Edwards, stars David, uh, John David Washington, Gemma Chan, Alison Janney's from The Way Way Back, um, which we did the podcast about. I mean, Gareth Edwards directed Rogue One. I know there's a lot of talk about Tony Gilroy and that yeah. coming in, but he did direct the, you know, the, definitely the bulk of that movie and should get the credit for it. It's, it's set in 2055 and it's where basically humans are at war with AI. I just thought visually... It was like one of the best films. I thought the 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 sound. There's a scene where like the this kind of futuristic helicopters coming in and this music's playing, but when you're in the cinema, it was sort of like coming out of each side of the really? each side of the screen, and it really like it it just kind of sounded brilliant, and I just loved. It. I thought the 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 effects are brilliant. The story's like the story's basically a mix of like the Mandalorian, Last of Us. You know, guys got to get. A kid from A to yeah. A to B, and you know comes across all sorts of trouble. But I just really enjoyed it. I thought like John David Washington's a brilliant actor as well. See, I I completely we had this conversation one of the episodes passed me by. That's Denzel's mm. son. Yeah, the link. It's like, and as soon as you said it, I was like, oh my god, yeah. Because you've got at the moment in that is it Monarch the Godzilla movie with it series. Yes, know, with Kate Russell. Is it White? Why is it? Well, I'm going to say White. He played White. <laughs> I wonder if that's where he gave because it would have been at the same time he did Tombstone. Yeah, probably named after White. Yeah, but how no one's done a movie where John David Washington's the younger Denzel <clears> because his voice, it, he's got the exact same he's voice. Got the voice yeah, yeah, I think if yeah. I think if like they phone anyone, you've got no idea whether that's. Him or his dad. It's amazing, isn't it? No, I really enjoyed it. That's what. That's one of my top five films See, of the year. Definitely going to be one of my list to watch because I haven't actually. It seen comes it on yet. Disney on the seventeenth. Oh, interesting. My first choice in my top five, again, no order, is Top Boy. Now this is quite unusual for me to pick an English drama because you know I'm not the biggest watcher of English TV. I'd never seen any of the previous series of Top Boy, but I knew the last season was coming onto Netflix. So I went back and watched the original first three series were on Channel 4 about 10 years ago. And they were really so good. Like the first series has got a couple of people who have gone on to do quite big mm. careers. It's got a really good cast on it. The two main characters are Ashley Walters, played the Shane, and Cano, who plays Sully. They're both came from the the R&B grime scene in, in, in British music. So, the, so they, they, they've come from the area. It's just an epic gangster story. But So they did first three series in, in Channel 4 about 10 years ago and they just scrapped it, even though it was so highly thought of. And then a couple of years ago, Drake basically got together, created a production company and brought it back. But it was like seven years later. And the way they dealt with the seven years was amazing. The, the, the gap, it was complete opposite to what, how it all ended. And But there's some moments in the, other, the, the original series that are just, it's hardcore. It's really difficult to watch. It's a tough life being on the street. But anyway, so the last season finished it. It's not pleasant ending in any way, shape or form. But God, it just blew me away this year. I absolutely enjoyed it. And so for me to pick... An English drama. It's got to be good. Like then. I said, I absolutely hammered all five series of it in the space of about two weeks. And so that was one of my highest things was during the summer I watched it and I absolutely loved it. 
next one for you, Dave, of your Let's top five. Pick one of the five. Let's go with the wonderful story of Henry Sugar. So it's on Netflix. It's only like 39 minutes long. I remember seeing the trailer for, oh my God, that looks good. Yeah, I've so not seen it. Yeah, it's, it's Wes Anderson, basically. And the, I think the original idea was it was going to be a movie. Then he ended up doing four different stories. So there's there's this, the wonderful story of Henry Sugar. There's the swan, the rat catcher and poison. But the Henry Sugar one, I think, is by far the best one. So all all of them are only, in total, it's only 37 minutes long? Or No, the, the, the Henry Sugar one is 39 minutes long on its own. Okay. Um, I don't know how long the others are, but they're less than, they're all less than an hour. They're okay. only really short. So... Ralph Fiennes, Benedict Cumberbatch, Deb Patel, Ben Kingsley and Richard Ayoade are in all of them. Oh they all play different characters. And then... They say no more. Yeah, he's <laughs> sold already, yeah. So Henry Sugar's about like a gambler who learns... He learns about a man who can see without using his eyes and sort of becomes addicted to trying to master it himself. It's just so inventive, the sets. And I think as well, acting and talking to the camera... And being gripping is always it's, like it's it's, it's, a, it's a skill, special isn't it? talent, isn't it? To pull and it off. Do you know who's the probably the best at it in the whole thing? Deb Patel. Really, he's really good in it. He's, yeah, he's a great actor. Yeah. He's a really good actor. He's. Uh, I think. It's, I think it's more so in put in the episode called Poison. Deb Patel, I think, really stands out. He's good in this. He's good in all of them, to be honest. But I think that's his kind of his best one. Benedict Cumberbatch is mainly in in this one, but you need to just watch it. Really, it's like watching a play. So, like, the people will come in and out and the sets will move up and down. It's You can tell it's a Wes Anderson production. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you can obviously tell it's a Baldell story as well. I just, like... Do you know what? They, he's got such a distinctive star, style, Wes Anderson, and that's why the internet has been full of these artificial intelligent videos, like Lord of the Rings in the style yeah. of the, the <laughs> Avengers, because he's got such... I don't think there's anyone in, in cinema in the world that has such... That's Wes Anderson. You could literally watch mm. 20 seconds and go, that's Wes Anderson. Yeah, fantastic. Mr. It's Fox. the colours, the music, the, the way he gets the characters to just interact with the audience. I think he's he's an absolute one-off. And he, like, it's not like you break his films down, go over his career and go, they're some of the best films ever. They're all good. It's not like they're amazing, amazing, but... As a career and a body of work, I think he's almost untouchable today. Yeah, uh, that's my favourite of the four. I think the 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 rat catcher one, I didn't enjoy as much. I think it's it's quite a dark one that one. But I I would check them all out. But I'd start with Henry Sugar because that's probably the one that'll get you wanting to watch them all. My second is it's another TV series. It's another Netflix series. All the light we cannot see. It's the Mark Ruffalo one. Yeah. I haven't seen this yet. I absolutely love this series. It was just... It's set in occupied France during the Second World War. There's a love story. It's a war story. You get flashbacks of how they all ended up where they were. So basically, there's a small town, sort of... The Germans have got a hold on it, but it's getting bombed by the Americans, and it's the last, almost the, the last throes of of German occupancy in this in this town in France. It's just phenomenal. Sean it's, Levy, isn't it? Yeah, Sean Levy, who's done Deadpool with Ryan Reynolds. He's done 
What's the other one he did with Ryan Reynolds' computer? He did Real Steel with Hugh Jackman. Yes. And he did the Netflix one with uh, Ryan Reynolds. And that's kind of what... Free, free Guy, that's it. He did Free Guy with Ryan Reynolds, yeah. He did, and he he also, did another he all, one with Ryan Reynolds. He also produced The Rival as well. He also did The Rival. No, the, really? Yeah, which is one of those films you and me will come back to on a podcast one. What's the other Ryan Reynolds one, the Netflix one? That the Adam out. Project. Yeah, that was okay. Yeah. Um, he works on Stranger Things as yeah, well. Yeah, he's an executive he, producer on that as well. It's a bit weird with Sean Levy because like, I do think, I do like him, but I don't think he's made anything yet that's proper blown me away. I love Free Guy. My biggest worry with Deadpool 4 is when you see all the pictures of them on set and stuff, it it sort of feels a little bit like Taika and Chris Hemsworth on 4. And I'm hoping that they make a Ragnarok and not a Love and Thunder because it sort of feels like them three. Are they so close that it, it, one of them's not going to go, that's not funny that's, anymore. Yeah, it. someone is going. I'm worried. Yeah, yeah, yeah a little bit self-indulged. I, d- I don't know. I hope, I'm, I know well, what you're saying. I was surprised say. when I seen he was directing this though because it's totally the opposite of anything he's done. Isn't yeah, he? yeah. So, and what's even great as well, so Sean Levy directed it, Stephen Knight, the writer, Peaky Blinders. Oh, he wrote it, did he? Yeah. yeah. So, so straight... in good hands then. So straight away, it was like, so the cast is the girl who's the main lead in it. She's... The girl is blind. The actress herself is also blind. Mm. Her name is Aria Mia Liberti. Oh my gosh, she's amazing. Yeah. She is. You cannot help but fall in love with her as the person she plays, what she does, what she goes through. It's unbelievable. But also what's so good about it is it's not your usual Second World War drama. It, it just a different way like because like the the other main character is is a German soldier who's a radio operator mm. and it's just you see his take on how he ended up where it was and it's not what you think and it, how they get together is amazing and it's also got Hugh Laurie in it who's just fantastic yeah, so I, I it was something that me and Jackie watched and when I was trying to put my list together it is certainly not on the list of the best things but it's no, when we said that, it was I went straight. No, when my mind just went all like we cannot see because it was just something that really stayed with me. So, it was, so I just really enjoyed it. So that's why it's on my list. What about your next choice, Dave? I'm gonna go with a film we only got in December in the UK, but actually had been out since like October. Godzilla minus one. Oh yeah, I was. I, I didn't go with you to see this. For no, some reason, you, no, you couldn't make it, could you? Um, so. It was only made for 15 million. It's gone on to gross, well, as we speak, I think it's around 65 million. I absolutely love this. It's just, I don't want to spoil it for you because you haven't seen it, but yeah. it's, it's basically, it's about like, it's about a a, pilot, a Japanese war pilot um, who ends up kind of going onto an island because there's issues with his plane and then Godzilla turns up, kills a load of people and then, he returns home and Godzilla's attacked and that. It, the, the acting's brilliant from everyone that's in it. It's, it's, it's subtitled. I think a dubbed version would probably be awful. I, I couldn't even imagine watching one. I think you need to watch it with subtitles. The story, though, although it's a, it's a monster movie, yeah. Godzilla's just a big backdrop to everything going on and clearly like a metaphor for things that, you know, he's trying to overcome in his life and... It's just unbelievable and there's some like proper, some of the best moments in 
I've seen this year as well. Really? Yeah, some, moments, like, some really memorable like moments. The action scenes, like, or... I don't want again, don't want to spoil too much, kind okay. of some of the things that happen and stuff, but the action scenes are unbelievable. When when Godzilla attacks. So it is a Japanese film, as a Japanese. Yeah, it's all purely yeah. Japanese yeah, yeah. production, Japanese made, Japanese cast, um, Japanese FX people, everything. It's not westernized at all or whatever. When Godzilla though attacks, it's not like kind of the Hollywood version where it's sort of Enoch's buildings down, that's yeah. it. When when he attacks, people die. Do you know yeah, what I mean? You, you see the devastation and stuff. Yeah. The, the design of the monster's brilliant as well. The effects are brilliant. Yeah, I just, I can't, without you watching it, I don't want to say too much, but it's generally one of the best films of last year. Yeah, you by, mentioned that the far. other day. I think. I think it's on, I've looked at like, you know, when you're scrolling through, you see other people's lists. It's always on everyone else's Did list. Did I read it part of a series as well, of films? Or the, or... Well, yeah, that's what's called Minus One. So, more to come, yeah. Excellent. Right. So, my next choice is, we've already mentioned it, but I could not put the bear on my top five because the second season just made the first season look average. I just think it was a couple of episodes in particular, which you know which ones I mean. Yeah were two of the best episodes of TV. I know everyone goes on about the the Fishers, which was the, the Christmas dinner episode. Yeah, that's brilliant. But I it? think it's the the following episode where Richie goes to the restaurant. It's the Forks. I think that was one of the best 45 minutes of TV I've ever seen in my life. Do you wear suits now? Oh, I wear suits <laughs> now. I just... Because we've both seen it, and I, and I think it's on everyone's list, and it's on everyone's list for yeah. a reason. It is that good. The cast is amazing. Some brilliant cameos pop up in it. The Olivia Coleman one is brilliant, yeah. isn't it? She yeah. just turns <sighs> up, it like it's such a good part. She's in it for, what, maybe yeah. five minutes or yeah. whatever? Yeah, and you you don't forget. It's, yeah. I could not put it on my list. I just think, for those two episodes, Fish and Hawks, I just think... And also, I love the idea of the first season was about... Him inheriting his brother's butty shop, basically, and then to turn it into the whole story of turning it into this fine dining restaurant, and the oh the the the, the emotion, the claustrophobia, and obviously the claustrophobia is gone because you know where it ends. He gets locked in the fridge, doesn't he? And yeah. it's just like the build up, the build up. I I just think I it's the best TV last year. I really do. Absolutely loved it. So. I think you knew I was going to put it on my list. I think that's why you, yeah. I, I like the way you went a little bit rogue on your list this year because I've already seen any of your top five. No, you haven't. Because we were going through it. You haven't thing. seen the next two either, don't No, we? don't think because we, we were sort of give each other a little sneak peek the other day mm. of our top five, didn't we? Yeah, so I, do you know what? Most people have spoken about the bear. Every critic has put it on their top top five, top ten. So I'm not going to talk that much more about it. What about your next choice, Dave? Let's go with, let's go with Nimona. So Nimona, it's an animated film that's on Netflix. It's based on a graphic novel by uh, N.D. Stevenson. Stars Chloe Grace Moretz. I think it's Moretz, isn't it? And Riz Ahmed. It's basically, it's about... Nimona's like a shapeshifter and she wants to be this kind of, like, sidekick to Riz Ahmed's character who's got a great name, Ballister Boldheart. Oh, what a, what a name. name. Originally, it was meant to be a Disney movie. 
Really? Yeah. So it was going to be a Disney movie, and unfortunately, I think it, it sort of got cancelled. It would have had the first um, gay kiss as well in a Disney movie. But it ended up then getting picked up by Netflix. Didn't the the honour of that, in theory, went to the last Star Wars film? If, if you remember. Yeah, there's a scene at the end of... Is it not Force Awakens? There is a scene the where two one. characters run together. Yeah, but that's a background. That's like yeah. this would have been like. Two but it was still characters. a groundbreaking. You'd think it's twenty twenty or whatever it was. Yeah. So the first gay kiss in a Disney franchise film. So it got picked up by Netflix in twenty twenty two. Another bonus. It's only ninety nine minutes long. X, did you do love a one hour, an hour and a half? Yeah, I do love an under two hour movie. Yeah, Godzilla's <laughs> just over two hours. I think it's like two minutes over. Two hours. I think to be able to just. As a filmmaker, and I think we had this conversation about the Martin Scorsese one, to be able to to just say, no, I need to cut this down because it's it's that overindulgence, isn't it? No one will tell Martin Scorsese, look, Marty, you take a fucking hour out of that, lad. Do you know what I mean? Come on, who's going to say that to Martin Scorsese? So I think it's, yeah, I think anything... I think there's a bit of an argument at the moment, isn't it, which is like cinema's so expensive to go to. Getting people back in there, you, I think... Companies feel like, or film companies feel like they need to give people the money's yes. worth. But I'd quite happily pay for it to see a two-hour movie over a three-hour movie that could have been a two-hour movie. Yeah. And I think that's what we're getting at the minute. There's, there's, they've, they've extended movies way beyond what they need to be. At least, like, like Napoleon came out, didn't Ridley Scott, which we haven't seen yet, have we? No. You can, you can watch it online now. And I think there's a four-hour version of that. So they released the theatrical one. Then there's going to be a four hour one. See, I think that's the way to do it. I have no, I, I have no problem with you choose, but just release both. I yeah, think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. you're going to go one way or the other. I think a lot of people went. Well, why would I go pay to see that version when there's a four hour version coming? Amazing. Well wait. I, I like put the, them both. Put them both out. I like what they did because Lord of the Rings was the one as they they released all like they were big films anyway, mm. but then. Does the like the fourteen hour version at least a few, <laughs> and all it did was make everyone go out and buy another set of DVDs yeah, as well. So I think it's genius. What's not? It's a, it, no one loses. <laughs> and I think as well for someone like me who's like rewatcher of movies, it's hard to sit down and go, "Well, I'll put that film on," but it's a three hour one. Yeah, you're unlikely to do it. It's like Oppenheimer. I will watch it like again, say again, again, but it'll be really spaced out. Yeah. Whereas like. Something like Nimona, something you could just put on, watch it, 99 minutes, done and it's, dusted. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, the animation's, like, some scenes, it's amazing. It's not like Spider-Man or The Tales, where you're absolutely blown away by the yeah, animation. Yeah. It, but it is still really good. I recommend it. I think everyone, I, I think everyone should go and watch it, go find it. It's on Netflix. Excellent. That's a good little, good little find. Okay, my next choice, and it's a bit of a cheat, this one. Because it's, I'm going with Barbie Heimer. Oh, you cheat. Yes, I know I'm cheating. And I'm not going to spend that much because it's Barbie and Owen Heiner. Everyone's had their say about it. I just thought it was one of the best couple of weeks of just to have two great films that spared each other on. And I, I guarantee you people went to cinema who hadn't been to cinema in years mm. to, to just go and watch those films and I just thought everything that's good about cinema you have two completely different storytellers visionaries you can come from it from completely different ways want to tell stories in different ways 
have your own your background where you've come from it does like it, there's so many different ways you can make a film it doesn't have to be Christopher Nolan way it doesn't have to be the Greta Gerwin way there's I just I just thought it was a phenomenal couple of weeks and two amazing films I've I just I think Robert Downey Jr if he doesn't get the Oscar I'll be asking for my money back because he's just won the Golden I, Globe yeah I, I think he's pretty much the only show in for an Oscar he's phenomenal he is whole cast is amazing you know even over Van Gosling <laughs> I, I think know. I think what was amazing about it was Mission Impossible had come out hadn't it yeah. a few weeks before still made like 450 million I think it yeah, was yeah but, but it was a bit we'd had quite a lot of disappointing films box office wise all year hadn't we because all the ones that were sort of teed up as the big summer blockbuster didn't really pan out and Oppenheimer came at the tail end of summer, I seem to remember, wasn't it? It was almost... Yeah. It was almost autumn time, so... It was just strange how... Well, Mission Impossible made less than Fallout, which had made, like, 600-odd million, so there was all this talk of, like, is the summer going to be a bit of a bust, really? Because, like mm. I say, a lot, of the, a lot of the movies that have come out, the big ones, they made hundreds of millions but hundreds of millions isn't enough now no. you have to hit a billion to be yeah. seen as being popular so for the fact that both of those films did Oppenheimer reach a billion in the end I know it grossed over 800 million didn't it? I think it was I think, there or thereabouts yeah. Like, yeah. Barbie smashed a billion and yeah, yeah, yeah. pretty quickly didn't yeah, it yeah. I just think as well it was about time we'd had a female director absolutely smash a ball out the park like you know what I mean and to actually have the opportunity to to be given a big project like that I'm, I'm just oh I just was just I couldn't choose but that's why I've cheated and chose Barbieheim <laughs> I couldn't choose between the two because it was an experience to go and see both of the pictures and for different different reasons and if you haven't seen them go and get them on DVD or digital VHS whatever you want to do <laughs> alright then Dave Last choice. Last one is Wonka. Wonka, I still haven't seen it. You yeah. haven't seen it, have you? So Timothy Chalamet, Hugh Grant, Olivia Coleman. Um, there's, there's just so many people in it. There's loads of peep show cast in it. Really? Yeah, because obviously you've got Olivia Coleman, but then you've got uh, Pat and Joseph, who played Johnson. You've got Matthew Baton, who's character Simon in it, and then you've got a very, very brief cameo from Sophie Wincombe, who played Big Sue's. So, Paul King clearly is a fan of Peep yeah, Show because yeah. there's like at least I've four got, Peep Show. He did come, probably more. He did come from Channel Four TV, so I, I think he I think he directed. I'm sure when we did Paddington two episodes, yeah. I'm sure he directed a few episodes of Peep Show, or oh, he was right, involved okay. in. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, there's at least four people from Peep Show that I noticed that yeah, that yeah. was in it. I'm researched to see if there was any more. Rowan Atkinson's in it, not not a big part, but anything wrong, Atkinson's yeah. always good. Paul King, I think, like, when the trailer come out, there have been some behind-the-scenes leaks of Timothy Chalamet on, like, a, a wagon singing and stuff. Yeah. And you never know what to make of that because they were big, long, wide shots, weren't they? And you were like, what are they actually making here? What's yeah, this going to yeah. be like? And we'd all been burned, I think, by the Johnny Depp one because it's yeah. not a good... It isn't a good movie. And we don't like and to also, slag off movies, It was before. a remake of... Such a great film. Yeah, it was pointless really, wasn't it? Do you know what I mean? I think if you're going to remake, and that's why I think the Disney live action like Lion King and Jungle Book 
were a little bit disappointing because why make the uh, same thing yeah I know it was like it was interesting to see it in live action but it was a bit it's it's the same beats it's the same stories mm. the same characters I'm, I was a bit like no I think I'm, when the trailer comes out and it comes up from the director of Paddington you go oh wait I'm in <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna watch this now yeah. so I love the trailer when the trailer came out but the film itself is like it's very it is very Paddington-ish is it yeah yeah it's is. just a bit of a warm hug I will be I will be totally honest I don't think the emotional bits hit quite as hard as say Paddington or even some of the other um, movies and TV shows we mentioned I think they could have I didn't cry I didn't like which I think it wanted you to yeah, the film yeah. wants you to, doesn't it? But I don't think it quite... Maybe being a bit cruel, but I don't think it quite gets you there. Okay. But, like, the the songs are great. There's a song called Word of Our Own, which is worth checking out. He can sing, like... Timothy Chalamet? Yeah, he can really sing. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how much of it is the, you know, fiddling about with the, the bass and what have you. <laughs> but, you know, watching it, he, he certainly can... Um, he can certainly hold the tune. Like, I just thought it's just, like... Just a really nice family film and, and just probably came out at about the right time as well. Yes, yeah, definitely. Whether we'll get list. more, I don't know. I think I'd watch it a while. That'd watch be interesting. Do you think is it the character, the the progression of Wonka, is, is there more in there? Yeah, I think you can do another one that then leads into the Gene Wilder one. Interesting. I think you can. You could squeeze another one, squeeze more out of that, I think. Excellent. All right, then. So that comes to my last choice and... I was struggling with my list before and I didn't want to put it on. But I thought, no. But I know you will love it. Shrinking. Shrinking? Yeah. yeah. I just... Jason Segal is probably one of my favourite actors. Harrison Ford is amazing, isn't it? Obviously, we've got Brett Goldstein is one of the producers and writers. Mm. Obviously, you know, coming on the back of Ted Lasso. I just think it was so good. It's the best Harrison Ford's been for a long, long time. Because we, you know, we the Indiana Jones film wasn't like a huge. I don't know. Off. 1923 is really good. The oh, yellow yeah. spin-off. Do you know what? But it was that. such yeah. a shock. All of a sudden, Harrison Ford just popped in two TV series and he could do it completely different. Yeah, do you know what? Oh, I forgot about 1923. He's amazing in that yeah, as well, isn't he? Absolutely brilliant. Him and Helen Mirren. Oh my God, But shrinking to me, just to see, especially the first episode, to see the mess that Jason Segal's character was in. He was, and to watch him grow and get his life back. And oh, I, I loved it. Boop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, do you know what? It seems so long ago that it that, does, that yeah. came out. It, that doesn't even feel like it was last year, does it? I think it, it might have been... Early. I, I, no, I'm sure it was this year. I think it, it was It was like this time last year. Yeah, it was. It was pretty early on. Yeah. I think it was. I think it might have even come out potentially before Ted Lasso. I can't remember the dates now, but... I, yeah, it might have done, yeah. Yeah, I loved but, it, yeah. I just, I was trying to come up with a list and I had it. I was like, I was like no, just be, I'm going to be honest. I was trying to be a little bit more arty for it. I was like, fuck it now. I loved it. It's on my list. It's, it's my type of show. It's got that lovely group of people put together dealing with life 
honestly it's about friends which is what all your yeah, choices tend to be and it does that brilliance of humour and heartfelt moments it's not a comedy it's not a drama mm. and it, it it ticked all my boxes so it's absolutely nailed on for me I, I think yeah it was one of my favourites yeah. so Dave because we had so much fun <laughs> in our episode the other week the Rob Reiner Battle Royale we came up with five scoring categories. We did. And we had quite fun scoring it. So what I've asked you to do, I don't know what you've chosen, is out of your five choices, we're going to go down the categories that we created. And we're going to do out of 11, as in <laughs> homage to Spinal Tap, because it's just one louder. So Dave, first of all, which year five are you going to pick? So it's funny this. So I'll tell you what my pick is and my favourite film, but it's not necessarily scored as high as... I'm looking at my Rob Reiner scores. Mm. And some of the Rob Reiner films yeah. score high, but, I think, but I'll explain why yeah, yeah, yeah. we go through things. For me, the best film last year was Godzilla Minus One. Really? It was the most, it was the most en- enjoyable film. I think it, it hits all your... Magic buttons when it comes to a film. Yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, I can't recommend it enough, to be honest. Okay, then. So we'll go down your scoring first. So the first section, performance and cast out of 11. So right. I'll give it a nine. Give it a nine. Okay. And one of the reasons I give it nine is there's not that many lead characters. The performances are really good. Especially the, the, the main guy who, who I won't even attempt to pronounce any of the, the, the cast because we'll, we'll just get it totally wrong, won't we? So the performances of the two main leads are really good and then you've got sort of a lot of support and cast. So I've gone with a nine for performance and okay. and cast. With story, plot and moments, though, I've gone for... I've turned it up one louder. I've given it 11 purely because it's got some of the my favourite scenes of, of the year. Okay. So I think the story is brilliant and it's definitely got some certainly men- memorable moments. Um, oh. So I've gone for 11. What about dialogue and quotes? So it's not quotable. Okay. So I've just given... Well, it's Japanese for the start. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, even like, yeah. you know, there's still sort of lines you take away, isn't he, from yeah. movies. I can't really remember a lot of the dialogue, I'll be honest. So I've only given yeah. it like a five... There is there is some like I say very like heartbreaking scenes within that, but it's not a quotable. Okay. It's not a quotable movie, no. What about rewatchability? I love that word. Yeah, I'd give it a ten. Because you, I think, yeah, you definitely once you're going to watch it again as soon as you can. On, yeah, on, I already on, said to you, didn't I? You know, I'd, I'd watch it. I'd watch yeah. it again. Um, I think it's finished. Unfortunately, on most cinemas now, it didn't. It wasn't on for long over here, certainly, but. I think as soon as it's available, I'd, I'd watch it again. But I think, again, I'd like to have watched it in the cinema again because I think you need the big screen experience. Yeah, there's I think I regret, regret not seeing it. picture. Yeah, there's certain films that you'll always gain. I don't care whether it's a good or a bad film. I think on a big screen and with an audience as well, yeah. you always get a little bit extra from a film, yeah, even, even yeah, a bad film, yeah, don't yeah. you? It just, it just, we were told, literally, we went to pictures... To see Boy in a Heron the other night, yeah. we said we had this conversation, just that shared experience, because there was 
a few people in the room with us the other night because yeah. we went to see Last Girl Wins a few nights before and we were the only people in the like cinema next where wins, yeah. Next Girl Wins with. Okay, yeah, we then. We had a private show, didn't we? We did a private show. Last section, and I love this scoring section. Recommend it to Kenny. 11. Yeah, yeah. I, think, I think Kenny would be all over this. In fact, did he go with you to watch it? He did, well, yeah, that's true. <laughs> did you take it with you? <laughs> um, yeah, I've gone one louder. I think if I was recommending a film for Kenny, I think, from last year, I think he'd really enjoy this. I think anyone would, to be honest. I know there's a lot of people who are quite... I don't watch film with subtitles. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, know, yeah. But you can absolutely... That's the reason it's not been an absolute runaway success, because it's a Japanese film. We are, we are quite... westernised when it comes to films and see, we think everything should be British and American. We struggle to get out of that. And there's so much, I remember I was literally listening to our City of God episode the other night, mm. randomly came on and we mentioned how this, this being able to get different stories from different voices from around the world. It's, it's one of the best things about cinema. Yeah. So it only scores 46. 46. Which isn't a massive amount Compared to, for example, Princess Bride, I'd give 46 and i give um, Spinal Tap, A Few Good Men, and When I'm at Sally High School. But all in all, though, it is it was my favourite. Although it, for our scoring yeah. criteria, it's not massively scoring, and I think it's probably because of the quotability. But it's definitely it was definitely my favourite film last year, and one of the my favourite sort of cinema experiences of last year, I think. Okay, so what's yours? Then? I went with the bear. I just you've gone to. with the bear, I went yeah. The bear. I just it was just amazing. So performance and cast, I went ten. Yeah, I think the cast is amazing. Jeremy Allen White is just he's become a superstar mm. because he's in the wrestling film at the moment Iron as well. Iron Claw, Ebon Moss. Backrack, who plays Richie, is just he's phenomenal in it. And AO Eddie Berry plays Sydney, she's amazing. And then you've got all the cameos which we mentioned before. And first and second series, Jamie Lee Curtis, Joel McHale. Yeah. Oh, some some amazing people pop up. So I was on an arm whether to go eleven and I went ten. But story, plot, and moments, I've gone eleven just because of them two episodes. Yeah. I just think those two, we both spoke about them two episodes when it happened. Everyone was speaking It was just, them, they were the two of the best episodes of TV ever made. So I've gone, gone 11, that's going to be 11. Do Dialogue. You, sorry, sorry, Come just on. just because I don't want you to leave out, Bob Odenkirk. Bob Odenkirk, of wow, course, he's yes. he's in that yeah, episode. He's, the arguments that yeah. he has with... John Blumenthal is it I always yes, forget yeah, yeah of course and he's hardly in it as well I know because obviously he's, he's in he series died. one isn't yeah, he but yeah. just like you know in flashbacks and stuff but Oliver Platt's in it as well is the oh, uncle you, you can talk about it I think you might have to go to 11 <laughs> I, I do feel bad now because and especially wait until you see the score as oh, okay, well go on. but anyway no I'm going to go I'm going to stick with 10 11 10 for performance and cast yeah. 11 for story plot and moments Dialogue and quotes have gone nine. Obviously, the suit quote and the dialogue is boss. But it's hard because literally there's an F word every 30 seconds. There's a lot of fucking <laughs> in it. So I'm feeling, yeah, but it, I know it all adds to drama. But anyway, so I've gone. put down the forks, though. They put down the, the forks. Fork. Yeah. Oh, I just think. So I've given it a nine for mm. dialogue and quotes. Rewatchability. This is. 
I've only given it a seven because I don't think I'm ready to rewatch it yet. Yeah, I agree with that. And I don't think it's a series. I think the more you watch it, I think it'll, it won't feel as special, if that makes I, sense. I think it's going to be a little bit like when I rewatched Breaking Bad again recently, it was amazing because it'd been a mm. good few years. It's finished. I think you could over... I don't know. I just think it's... I, I, put, I think seven feels a right score. I felt like it, I'm, I'm not ready to watch it yet, so I couldn't really go much higher. That's fair. Recommend to Kenny. I don't know if he'd get it. I only went for an eight, and I thought, because I want him to watch it, but... I don't know. It's a grown-up show. Because again, it's one of them. It's 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 not a, although it won a lot of the awards and Emmys in the comedy category. I don't think it is a comedy. No, that was really odd, wasn't it? Yeah, like they the, do um, some weird categories like that. Yeah, in, the in SAG the, Awards were announced last night, and it's in the category for like comedies there yeah, as well. There are some brilliantly funny moments in it, but it's not an all. I don't think it's a comedy. You know? No, I don't. Like I, shrinking to me is more of a comedy. And that had absolutely yeah. tender moments as well. But Ted Lasso was a comedy. But yeah, I, I think it's a bit of a strange... So, I wouldn't recommend it to a teenager, I, I don't think. I'm and going, that's going to maybe sound snobbish to say. Like, yeah, I'm, you know. I'm going eight because I would love him to watch it. But it, it's asking him to watch it, so I think, would he actually get it? I don't know. So I went for an eight, which brings my score of 45. Also beat you by one. Now we've had gone performance and cast eleven. We could have a tie. tie, but I, I, I felt that I I'm was... happy to have a tie. I think performance no, I, and cast. I'm happy. Be I think I, I scored it right. Okay then. Right then, Dave. Thank you for bringing your list of honourables and top five moments from TV and movies from 2023. Watch it if you can. This was a Watch It If You Can production, executive produced by Kenny, our Vals lad, on Work Experience. Don't forget to follow, rate and share from wherever you get your podcasts. Mm-hmm.